The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's get right into the two guys who are commanding the most attention and their absence, whether it's significant or not. And look, we understand it's the 1st of June and it's a long time before training camp and certainly it's not even mandatory. Voluntary means something. But Jalen Johnson and Nate Davis for the second week in a row were not there. I personally think, Dan, that the Jalen Johnson situation bears monitoring closer and maybe a a sign of something deeper potentially than Nate Davis. I don't know what the Nate Davis absence implies, but I don't think you sign a $30 million contract, commit to a team, and then you flake out on them because you're going to hold out a training camp. I don't think that's a possibility with him based on (laughs) Intel in in Tennessee, the people that I've talked to who knew him while he was a Titan, that would be out of character for him. Jalen Johnson, I don't want to say or question his character, but I do think we have to remember he is in the midst of a contract negotiation. And to me, everything that he says, everything that he does or doesn't do is related to that contract negotiation. And I think that because of that and because of the Bears' recent history and contract extensions with key prime, uh, you know, premier defensive players not going well, that's why I think it's newsworthy at this point in time. I think it's okay for you to raise the question, you know, and, and try to figure out what is behind this. But then you hear from Jalen in his own voice on ESPN on Thursday morning talking with Keyshawn, Jay, and, and Max and, and sort of explaining his absence in a way that um, debunks some of the speculation that we've been having about his contract potential discontent or whatever it may be. The word from Jalen himself is that he will be back at the third week of organized team activities next week, back on the practice field the next time that the curtain lifts for the media next Wednesday, uh, back for the mandatory minicamp the week following that. And hopefully 
this is all just a, a small little flare up in the spring that is behind us by the middle of the summer. Uh, Jalen's own explanation, David, on, on that ESPN program on Thursday morning was that he's been back home in Fresno, California, away from the offseason program because he wants to spend more time with his young daughter. As a young dad, he wants to be a family man and be there for his daughter more often in the offseason than he can be during the regular season, and that he's working on some some charitable work as well. You can take that explanation however you want, and I'm sure we will get into the discussion here, but he also sort of downplayed any thought and dismissed any notion that any of this is contract-related, saying winning takes care of paychecks, and if I can focus on winning and creating sort of the production that the, the Bears want from me, then the paycheck will take care of itself. So at this point, as we sit here on, on June 1st, I do not see this – being something that becomes a potential contract uh, standoff going into training camp at any time during tra- training camp. I think Jalen Johnson will be on the practice field every single practice that is there to be had uh, during training camp as long as he's healthy and that will continue to monitor the extension talks. But I don't think that this is going to escalate to the situation that uh, it is rightfully fair to ask whether it may escalate into. Good. Everybody hopes you're right. Let me read his uh, comments and statement, part of his statement to ESPN Radio, um, ESPN Television as well, uh, before I get to some thoughts on what you just said. This is Jalen Johnson on Thursday morning, June 1st. I'm going to be there for sure next week. I have a lot of things going on off the field. I have my daughter back home with me in Fresno, California, where I'm from, and she resides, and I don't get a lot of time back home during the season. So for me, the offseason is time spent with her to make up that family time, and I'm a big family guy for sure. Being a young dad, I want to be present in my daughter's life for sure, and I take a lot of pride in that. Also, have a lot of things going on off the field. Last year, I was the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Bears, so I continue to live that. That's who I am. I have a lot of events I'm doing in my community back here in Fresno, being part of the church and donating, trying to create fundraising for my nonprofit, different things to tend to with different businesses here in Fresno. Jalen Johnson to ESPN Thursday morning. Okay, so the reason I think that there are people like me and maybe not you who who wonder where this is headed still is because the tone that the Bears have set in the way that they have addressed the question of his absence. That's very, very fair. This isn't something that they have explained or provided clarity. And you know what? Nothing to see here, guys. Jalen's spending some time with his family. He has our blessing, and this is what he wants to do. We understand. Instead, we have no comment from the defensive coordinator on Wednesday. We have cryptic comments last week from the head coach no more clarity yesterday from the head coach so i think that the bears if there is any overreaction that people want to point to by people in the media or fans because of what they you know didn't get done with roquan smith and because of what they went through in season one with jalen johnson a year ago at this time it's partly because of the tone that they have set or what they refuse to provide in the way of clarity On this, you and I are on the identical page because I don't know why the messaging of this has had to be so clunky and so clumsy. I don't know whether there is motive behind it from Matt Eberflus and Alan Williams and anyone else inside the building, but it certainly um, speaks of a a concerted effort to not provide clarity 
on those things that you just talked about. Matty Berflus had multiple opportunities last week and this week to say, hey, this is fine. You know, it's all voluntary. Jalen's made a decision that, that's best for him and his family, and, and we understand it. Alan Williams, when asked, is Jalen going to be practicing today, said no comment, despite the idea that the media was going to be out on that very practice field seeing with their own eyes in 40 minutes that he was not going to be practicing. Just say he's not going to be out there today. He's not present. You know, we talked about it last week. He's not here and move on. And so it's always hard for me to interpret these kinds of things, David, because you know how consistently clunky the messaging can be inside that building and how unnecessarily complicated things can get inside that building. And so it leads to these things where you start to kind of um, see smoke or smell smoke that may or may not be there. And it's interesting because now I think we have to follow up next week with Matt Eberflus and saying, okay, well, Jalen has now explained his rationale for missing big chunks of the offseason program. Why did you not allow us to understand what his reasoning was, given that you most likely knew what it was. And, 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 and are you okay with it? You know, like the, I think that's the, the biggest question is, are you okay with it? And if not, how do you get on the same page with a guy that is supposed to be one of your cornerstone starters at a time when everything that you're propping up for your football team is about culture and try hard and effort and all in and belief and buy-in and all those things. It, it, it is, very awkward, and I don't know whether it's awkward by design or awkward because awkwardness is what happens. I'll tell you why I think it's awkward, and you you better ask that question next week, and I think that everyone has a right to, to ask it and to hear the answer. But let me interpret what we can and what I think the interpretation is. They're not on board with this explanation because as much as we can appreciate the NFL – professional athletes need to get away from the grind and stay out of the building. And everyone understands that because everyone who has a job and a career for a living <laughs> understands the value of getting away. Yeah. And we can all respect somebody who puts his family first. We can all put respect people that put, uh, spend time in church and donating to the community and all the things that Jalen Johnson went to great lengths to explain he was doing. So are 84 other guys in the house hall or however many people are at OTAs this week have the same obligations, have the same pressures, have the same desires to want to spend time with their family. And to me, the reason it's gotten awkward, if you want to use that word, is because you're a football coach at the NFL level and you understand that people have a lot to balance. And we understand that the Players Association is mandated these are voluntary activities. You know what coaches want? They want volunteers, not hostages. That's a Mike Tomlin line. Every coach borrows it and uses it and repeats it. I don't think Matt Eberflus or Alan Williams, I'm just inferring by the tone and what they haven't told us, care how many responsibilities their players have. They have plenty of time in the offseason to address them. You have an obligation and maybe a responsibility if you're a leader of this team and if you want to be, to set an example. And you can't set an example unless you're here. That's all fair. I mean, I'm not going to push back hard on, on any of that. And I think that's something that, again, for a team that is, is pushing um, a, a certain sort of buy-in and determination and belief that, that you have to establish that one to 90, not just, you know, one through 22 and then 25 through 34 and then at various pockets of the roster, it's got to be one to 90 and you've got to roll with it. Um, you know, Alan Williams was also very praiseful of who Jalen Johnson is as a football player, went out of his way to talk about how smart he was and, and his athleticism and his good feet and how he sees the big picture and and how that really impressed him in, in their one season working together. And so if, if Jalen Johnson returns next week, 
practices for the rest of the offseason, comes back at training camp, becomes a productive player. All of this will be rearview mirror stuff that we look back on and go, okay, it was, you know, much ado about nothing. Um, but it is fair right now to 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 question it all. And it's it, it's fair to question both sides. I hope that Jalen takes the podium next week when he's back and, and gives us a little more opportunity to, to, to probe his mindset and ask him why, um, you know, he is exempt from doing the things, as you mentioned, that 80 plus other guys are doing. I hope Matt Eberflus gives us the opportunity to, to press him and saying, now that we know Jalen's explanation for why he's not here, how do you respond to that? Knowing that you have 90 guys that you have to set a standard for. It's all about learning about where the, the boundaries and the borders and the, the standards are here. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to 2014 and Lance Briggs missed a Labor Day practice for a quote unquote personal reason. And the personal reason was opening a barbecue uh, restaurant, not too far from where Jalen Johnson is right now in California. Uh, and obviously that was the, the first sign of a lack of buy-in. And really that was uh, you know, veteran defiance of a, of a coach that, uh, was on thin ice that we didn't really know how thin it was at the time. Um, but look, like, so all those things come into to, to what are your standards, who's adhering to them, and how do you uphold them on a daily basis? Because as coaches, you can, you know, yes, as fans and media say occasionally, these don't matter. This doesn't matter. As coaches, everything matters. Every day, every practice, every opportunity to get better matters that's how winning organizations are built that's how standards are set and that's how championships are won okay so we'll move on because i think the jalen johnson thing will take care of itself and maybe it will be in the rearview mirror unless you have anything else to add no i, I would just say that john hoke who you know very well uh volunteered after practice on wednesday that, that jalen johnson has participated in some of the meetings via zoom which was a detail that we hadn't had previously and you go okay well so he's not completely detached and disengaged and how come no one else in the building brought that up at a time where where this was mushrooming in, into something that more than it needed to mushroom into i just don't understand some of that sometimes where it's just kind of mixed messaging even within the coaching staff and within the building on how much they want to have a guy's back and how much they want to um you know either quell the situation or let it burn. And, and this is certainly one of those situations where you, there's more head scratching being done than probably needs to be done.